Farm Talk on C103 with Dairy Gold Prime Elite Roomy Force Calf Cube. Maximize calf performance and health at grass by optimizing the function of the rumen. Welcome to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk program with John O'Connor. Later, ICMSA President Mr. Pat McCormack reminds listeners about the forthcoming ICMSA AGM being held in Limerick on 17th of November. Disappointment at renewed atypical BSE problems affecting the Chinese market. Another ban facing Irish beef for the moment, at least, in the Chinese market. Mr. Michael Burke, Chagas Moor Park Dry Stock Advisor, looks at contract heifer rearing and also scrutinises the new organics programme and points out the advantages for farmers in this new organics programme. As FTC accountants and tax consultants mark their 50th anniversary nationwide, Mr. Liam Hennessy outlines details regarding the forthcoming Collaborative Pathways to Business Continuity Seminar planned for Corin Mart for Moy towards the end of the month. But first, our top story, Dairy Gold, Farm Talk sponsors and Tier Lawn join forces in Farm Gen Collaboration. Dairy Gold and Tyrone have joined forces to further strengthen the dairy sector's sustainability efforts by rolling out Tyrone's Renewable Energy Solutions Programme FarmGen to Dairy Gold suppliers across the Munster region. The new partnership between two of the leading farmer-owned cooperatives is a clear indication of the dairy sector's commitment to embracing new technologies to cut on-farm emissions and help farm families operate more sustainably and efficiently. Cheerlawn first launched its FarmGen solar PV programme in 2019 and since then have seen farm businesses demonstrate a keen interest in embracing sustainability technologies with a large number of Cheerlawn farm families installing a range of fully financed turnkey solar-powered energy FarmGen systems since they were first introduced. Dairy Gold suppliers can now also avail of the solar PV programme as part of the switch to renewable energy solutions to reduce on-farm emissions and lower energy bills. The solar-powered bundle is available through the programme's experienced technical partner, PV Generation. They will supply and install state-of-the-art solar PV systems along with smart monitoring on farms. As part of this solution... FarmGen will manage the government's TAMS and SEAI grant application processes and submission for competitively priced financing, if required, making it an even more attractive investment. Speaking at the launch of the new collaboration, Cheerlawn Chairperson Mr John Murphy said, quote, We are delighted to work together with Dairy Gold to extend the bespoke FarmGen offering to even more farm families. Farm families work with nature and are keen to embrace renewable energy on farm. Mr Murphy pointed out the new collaboration was a clear indication of the importance Cheerlawn places on continuously innovating to meet our living-proof sustainability targets and is in line with the government's commitment to reducing carbon emissions.
The Chirlawn chairperson, Mr John Murphy, went on to say, as cooperatives, we have a long history of showing industry leadership and working together to innovate and deliver solutions for our communities. We look forward to working together to continue to bring the latest renewable energy technologies to the farming community to enhance the environmental and economic sustainability of family farms. Speaking at the launch, Dairy Gold chairman Mr Sean O'Brien said, quote, Our collaboration with Cheerlawn shows not only Dairy Gold's dedication to meeting our ambitious emissions targets, but also demonstrates how beneficial it can be when industry leaders come together to achieve a common goal. Mr O'Brien went on to say that by partnering with Cheerlawn, we are extending the geographical reach of this turnkey solution and making it possible for more farmers to adopt renewable energy on their farms in a manner that's sufficient for all involved. Mr O'Brien went on to point out that the FarmGen programme is yet another positive step in the right direction in our efforts to reduce on-farm emissions and contribute to a more sustainable dairy sector. Dairy Gold and Cheerlawn milk suppliers can avail of 100% flexible and competitively priced financing for the FarmGen installation on their farms. The bespoke FarmGen systems are specifically designed to power intensive energy processes on farms such as milk cooling, vacuum pumps, water heating and more. Depending on the system size and battery bundle, FarmGen can deliver energy savings of typically between 20% and 50% per annum. Farmers who wish to register their interest can go to the following website, www.farmgen.ie, all lowercase. That's www.farmgen.ie, all lowercase. The IFA Live Animal Crib returns to the Mansion House in Dublin for Christmas 2023. The IFA President, Mr Tim Cullen, has welcomed the decision to return the Live Animal Crib to the Mansion House in Dublin. Mr Cullen said that it symbolises so much about Christmas. The IFA, he said, were delighted that the Lord Mayor of Dublin, Dahida Rocha, had invited the IFA back and they looked forward to working with the Lord Mayor of Dublin. The Lord Mayor said tradition is such an important aspect of Christmas and for so many Dubliners, including himself, the Mansion House live animal crib had always been a huge part of that. The Lord Mayor, Dahi Darosta, said he was delighted to announce we are going to have it back again this year. It's always each Lord Mayor's own right to decide what happens at the Mansion House, so he respects the decision of his predecessor not to feature live animals last year. However, he was looking forward to seeing them back again for 2023 and watching the smiles on the faces of young and old as they get to see the animals up close once again, end of quote. Miss Katrina Morrissey, Deputy Editor, Irish Farmers Journal, writing in this week's issue, points out that a six-month delay to Ireland's derogation cut is possible, quoting MEP Colin Markey. Ms. Morrissey points out that the MEP met European Commissioner for the Environment, Virginius Sienkiewicz, on Monday, where the Commissioner insisted that no change would be made to the 220 kg limit, but he was, quote, very open to flexibilities, end of quote, on how this might be imposed. 
The news comes as the IFA has questioned the legal basis of the Department of Agriculture's nitrates derogation midterm review. The review led to the cut in the nitrates derogation limit for large parts of Ireland. IFA President Tim Cullen wrote to the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnellug, setting out how the midterm report did not actually meet terms set out by the European Commission. In a letter reportedly seen by the Irish Farmers Journal, the IFA maintains the Department's report is, quote, materially non-compliant with the statutory instrument 393 of 2022, and that its inclusion is, quote, irrational and unreasonable, end of quote. Further details in the extensive article in this week's Irish Farmers Journal by Ms. Katrina Morrissey, Deputy Editor of the Journal. The traditionally large Cork contingent will be expected to travel to the Limerick Radisson on Friday, November 17th for the AGM of the Specialist Dairy Farm Organisation, ICMSA, Irish Creamery Milk Suppliers Association. The association has a large and engaged membership all over the county, but particularly in the milk-producing areas of North Cork and West Cork, and the local members will be expected to turn out for a lineup of speakers, beginning with the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnell, TD, ICMSA National President, Mr. Pat McCormack, Antishuk, Mr. Leo Varadkar, and ending with the Minister for Transport, Environment, Climate and Communications, Mr. Eamon Ryan. A very controversial figure for farmers, and one who has been the recipient of serious and sustained criticism from the ICMSA. FTC Group have organised a collaborative pathway to business community seminar for the Corin Mart Centre in Formoy on Wednesday, 29th of November, from 9:30 a.m. to 2 p.m. FTC Group has partnered with a number of organisations to hold this business continuity seminar, which will deal with succession as one aspect of the very full agenda. It's being organised in conjunction with uh, Macra Agricultural Skillnet, Dairy Goddard Sponsor, Land Mobility and AIB. The seminar will examine business continuity and succession in the agri-sector. Later in the programme, Mr Liam Hennessy of FTC Group has more on this Collaborative Pathways to Business Continuity seminar. Joining us on the Dairy Gold uh, Farm Talk programme, Mr Michael Burke, Dry Stock Advisor, Chagas Moor Park for Moy. First of all, Michael, welcome to the programme. Now, regarding upcoming meetings, before we start our main conversation, any forthcoming meetings you'd like to publicise and let our farmer listeners know about? Um, we have a few webinars coming up um, over the coming week in relation to organic farming. So on Tuesday the 14th, we have a dairy webinar. Followed the following day, Wednesday the 15th, with a tillage webinar. And then there's a horticulture webinar on Thursday the 16th at 11am. So for any of your listeners that are interested, just log on to the Chagas website and you'll be able to link up with those webinars. So those are the forthcoming events, uh, those webinars, very important, and people seem to get an awful lot out of those webinars. Now, can we turn to our main conversation? Could you update our listeners on the recently launched Organic Farming Scheme and any changes to the application process? Yep, um, the 2024 Organic Scheme was launched last Friday, November 3rd, for applications. Um, and it will remain open until Friday, December 8th, so we have approximately five weeks to get applications in. 
And I suppose there are two organic certified organic bodies in the country. We have Organic Trust and Irish Organic Association. And to be fair, both of them have made the application process very simple for the coming year. Farmers have two options. They can still apply through a paper format, but they can now also apply through an online process, which makes the whole thing very, very simple indeed. And again, the same information is required, your own personal details, your farm and enterprise. And I suppose the part that requires most thought is your conversion plan. Within the conversion plan, you are required to put in whatever historical data you have for your farm in terms of what way you have been farming over the past number of years. And then you're also required to, in, uh, to put in your, your plans for the future, I suppose. Uh, the farmers are required to take soil samples. The farmers are also required to outline how they intend in controlling weeds going forward because in the organic system, obviously, we're not allowed sprays. Also, the farmer is required to outline what farming enterprise they intend to carry out over the coming five years because it's a five-year programme. The grazing policy, the livestock management in terms of what feed is going to be used, are they going to be buying in feed, um, what type of animal bedding is going to be used, etc. Um, also, then, a very important part of the organic conversion plan is your animal health plan. This is a plan which will be drawn up in conjunction with your own vet. Um, at the end of the day, organics, a very important aspect of organics is animal welfare. So if, for argument's sake, a farmer lives in a black leg prone area, well then this will be outlined on the animal health plan and the farmer in organics will be allowed to, to treat for black leg. I suppose one of the main restrictions in the organic plan is in relation to dosing. Um, the withdrawal period is two to three times that of a conventional system. But some farmers will, uh, have it in their heads that they can't treat animals at all in an organic system, which is not true. There are facilities there and there's also derogations which can be sought from the organic licensing bodies. Um, your animal housing then is a very, very important part as well. And the part maybe that some farmers might feel that is too restrictive, whereby half of the animal's requirements must be a solid floor area. But in my experience over the years, all of these can be overcome. Um, so that's basically an update um, in terms of land area. I suppose the 2023 scheme went very, very well. We managed to, to double the amount of land that we have under organics. For over 20 years, we had approximately 2% of our land area in organics. We're now at 4%. The goalposts have moved slightly. Um, in the Climate Action Plan, the requirement was to have 7.5% of our land area organic by 2027. This now has gone to 10% by 2030. But if we keep making the, the improvements we've made or the increase we've made over the past 12 months, um, I believe we should get there. It's great to hear you talking positively about organics and how the organic scheme can be of benefit to your own clients, the dry stock sector. Could you outline the benefits to farmers of joining the organic scheme? Absolutely, yeah. I suppose, look, to call a spade a spade, there's, there are very, very few farmers in organic farming um, unless there was a significant payment available. Um, the payment rates were increased dramatically last year for organics. So if you take a dry stock farmer, um, the payments available now are 300 euros per hectare for the first two years while the farmer is in conversion. This then is reduced to up to 60, up to 70 hectares, sorry. And then this is reduced to 250 euros per hectare uh, for the last three years of the scheme. And a new initiative um, that was put in place last year, on top of these payments, the Department of Agriculture are now paying a 2,000 euro payment for year one of the scheme and 1,400 euros for the last four years of the scheme. And this money is to compensate farmers for um, paying for a licence fee, uh, to compensate the farmer for completing an organic course and to attend other forms of training. 
So if we take an average 40 hectare um, farm, this farmer can now attain a payment of 12,000 a year uh, for the first two years and 10,000 a year for the last three years of the five-year programme. And when you add in the additional payments for training, etc., the whole payment will come to 61,600 over a five-year period. So this over per annum is 12, a little over 12,000 euros. So you're looking at 12,220 euros per annum. This is a significant payment um, in, in 20 dry stock farm. Um, and I suppose on top of that then, the main benefit is that a farmer here can, can mix this with an acres plan, which was recently launched as well. And I have several clients who um, mixed the match, I suppose, for a better way of putting it. They were able to put in some options in the acres into their plan and attain the 7,300 euro payment as well. So again, if you take your 100-acre farm, now we're looking at 20,000 euros of the payment between both acres and organic farming payments. And, of course, the farmer is allowed to avail of all their ANC and Bis and Chris payments. So the payments are very, very significant to any dry stock farmer. There's also then an organic grant available for machinery and building costs up to 60%, which is higher than the conventional systems. You're looking at a maximum investment ceiling of €90,000 per, per individual. And if you're in a registered farm partnership, this is increased to 160000 So there are the financial benefits of being in organics. On top of this, then, you have a more, I suppose, a, a, you're producing a very, very high-quality food, free from pesticides, herbicides, and any other forms of chemicals. Also, organic farmers um, have, have 30% more biodiversity on their farms, so they're farming in a more sustainable way. A lot of farmers, I suppose, would, would say to me that the cost of conventional, or the cost of organic feed is too expensive. By tweaking your system, example, a farmer who's in Suckland, if they were currently autumn calving, if they switch to a spring calving system, well, then there's no requirement to feed that cow meal over the winter months. Also, if the farmer switched to maybe a nearly maturing breed, then there's only need to carry that animal over one winter. And I suppose also then to, to overcome the loss of chemical nitrogen in the system, the incorporation of whether it be white or red clover is very, very important in any organic system. And in my experience of as a dry stock advisor over the years, many of my clients are practically already organic. It's just to join the scheme, basically. So I would strongly advise dry stock farmers in particular um, to have a look at organic farming. If they feel they're not fully ready for it now, Travis run 25-hour training courses. And during this course, a farmer will get all their questions answered in relation to organics. Even non-farmers, the consumers, they'll be absolutely delighted to hear of the contribution of farmers towards the higher biodiversity on their farms and the, the move towards organics. Of course, the joker in the pack, so to speak, in commercial terms, we have to still find, will the consumer, will that most important person, the consumer, the customer, will they be willing to pay for the organic product as opposed to a factory-farmed products or conventional products? But Great news altogether, and hopefully the public will appreciate what the farmers are doing. And if it is a bit extra, well, for their own health and enlightened self-interest, they will support organics. But again, we have to see that proved and uh, see how it works across the European Union. But great news to find the organic scheme is there with greater encouragement for farmers because they have to make a living. And we know the livestock sector, the beef production is not... um, exactly an over-profitable type of enterprise. But that's wonderful altogether, Michael. Speaking to Mr. Michael Berg, dry stock advisor, Chagas Moor Park for Moy. The scheme is now open. Um, there's 2,000 farmers joined us um, in the year just past. 
Um, we expect at least another thousand farmers to join us over the coming 12 months. Um, as I said, the payments are very, very significant. Um, and again, there, there is a very, very strong demand there for organic projects. We can fill the demand at the moment that's there. Um, and your listeners will be quite surprised if they went into any supermarket and had to look around. Yes, there is a small difference in price, but it's very, very, it's very, very small. Um, and I said, the demand is there for it. And the funding is there for it at the moment, and it is a great opportunity for dry stock farmers to, to avail of it. All good, and we wait uh, for the commercial results uh, over a period of time for farmers. We make an abrupt change now to something entirely different, but something you very kindly discussed in earlier programmes, probably over the years. Contract heifer rearing and you know, the, having the proper agreement and trust and all this type of thing. Could you briefly mention contract heifer rearing and the benefits to both the beef farmer and the dairy farmer and how contract heifer rearing can solve a lot of problems? I can indeed, yeah. And I suppose, look, the reason I want to discuss it this morning is because I've had a good few queries about it over the last few weeks, in particular from dairy farmers and trying to seek out dry stock farmers that would be willing to go contract rearing. I'll outline a few benefits to both the beef and dairy farmer first and then we can go through other aspects of contract rearing. I'll try and keep it as, as brief as I can. I suppose, firstly, from a beef farmer's perspective, it provides a steady, regular cash flow. Payments are usually made through direct debit on a monthly basis. The contract rearer, I suppose, in contract rearing, it's a numbers game. So the more animals that a, a beef farmer can take in, the better. Um, typically speaking, your fixed costs will not change, whether you're lowly stocked or highly stocked. The farmer still needs a tractor and yard. So as a result of having a higher stocking rate, grassland management tends to improve as well as there was a good margin out of contract rearing, which will allow for improved infrastructure along the way with some level of, of receding. Of course, another major benefit to the beef farmer is it eliminates the risk of market changes insofar as contract rearing has a set price for the year, which is agreed at the, at the outset of, of, of going into an agreement with a dairy farmer. And beef farmers are no longer concerned with, I suppose, look, purchase or sale prices. Also, in my opinion, um, contract rearing is a better option than leasing out the farm. I suppose whilst there are good tax breaks, there are tax exemptions there for, for land leasing, contract rearing allows the beef farmer to continue farming and to be in control of their own land and ensures they will qualify for all their bits, I suppose, Chris, eco, disadvantage area payments, etc. But the main, the main point there is that you're still in control of your own farm. And finally, it is a very profitable system, especially where the beef farmer is very, very good at grassland management. The secret to a successful um, uh, contract arrangement is for the beef farmer to get as much grass as possible into the diet to keep the cost, ration costs as low as possible. Just in relation to the dairy farmer then, I suppose, look, the two most limiting factors in any dairy operation is land and labour. And recently, um, we, we, we've all heard about the proposed reduction to the stocking rates and nitrates levels and things for dairy farmers. Um, so, look, contract rearing is a, is a good option for many dairy farmers out there. It allows the dairy farmer to focus solely on the milking platform and allows for more cows to milk from the grazing platform. Contract rearing frees up more time as well for the dairy farmer as the beef farmer will be looking after the younger stock. Um, I look, I'd advise any dairy farmer out there, and I'm sure those who are in discussion groups, etc., have this done already, but to do the costs on rearing their own replacement heifers. And I'm sure once they have this done, then they would see contract rearing as a, as a good option for them. Um, look, the cost of contract rearing very much depends on what system has been operated or agreed upon. There are five different stages in total of contract rearing. Chagask have developed a calculator to, to account for each stage of, of rearing a heifer. 
it is a very, very easy to use calculator and I advise any farmer to consider the, to consider contract rearing to sit down with their advisor and go through this. And finally, all I want to say about contract rearing is, look, a lot of this comes down to the trust between both parties. And the two farmers involved, the beef and dairy farmer, there has to be something in this for both of them. And there has to be some level of flexibility, but it all comes down to trust at the end of the day. And again, as a dry stock farmer, I see it as a very, very viable option for some dry stock farmers out there. Not all. It doesn't suit everyone. Um, but it definitely suits some farmers, some dry stock farmers there, John. You mentioned the strong element of trust. I would presume that the dairy farmer and the beef farmer involved, they would be known to one another or there would be some way of both sides convincing one another with evidence of uh, the goodwill and the bona fides of both parties and ideally, in human nature, having something written and signed would, of course, um, prevent any potential risks or differences of interpretation down the line. Absolutely, yeah. Um, contract rearing agreement is very, very important. And unfortunately, some farmers go into contract rearing with no uh, pre-arranged agreement. Chagas have a template for farmers to work off. Um, and I would strongly advise any farmer considering going contract, contract rearing to go through the template. Once it's written down, then you can work from that. Um, and again, getting back to the trust, I suppose, look, it is very, very important because this has to work for both the beef and the dairy farmer. Um, typically speaking, I suppose, farmers, I, I get farmers um, through discussion groups. So my dairy colleagues here will pass on a name to me and I could link them up then with a dry stock farmer. Um, but yeah, it's very, very important to know who you're going into business with. And again, it's an obvious um, red signal, a danger signal. If anyone wants to discuss a contract for rearing either party and they're not willing to sign a carefully considered document, ideally based on the template which has been worked out by Chagask, taking into account all the eventualities and the experience gained by Chagask over the years before they produced their template for contract heifer rearing. But trust and get as much as possible down on paper and be sure that people know what they're going into. It can be very profitable, but on the other hand, trust is huge and you're depending on another person for the continuation on a profitable basis of your own enterprise. Absolutely, yeah. And look, trust, as I said, and this comes with flexibility as well because, look, as we've seen from this year, there are no two years the same, so things can change and both parties must be willing to give a little. Um, But at the end of the day, as I said, it has to work for both. It has simply has to work for both. The dairy farmers trust in the beef farmer with their future dairy cows. And again, the beef farmer, if it's not done properly, those heifers won't be sent back again next year. So, yeah, trust is very, very important in the whole system. Now, before we went on air, before we began uh, talking on the airwaves, you refer to the Farm Business Options course, which uh, Chagas will be running in the coming weeks. Could you please give our listeners more information, uh, Michael, regarding the Farm Business Options? options course? Yeah, look, this is, I suppose, to give farmers an understanding of how to turn maybe an idea into a viable business and um, to provide a mentor for farmers then on their idea and insist on the completion of a business plan. It's to introduce farmers, I suppose, to other agents as well. A farmer might have a great idea but just doesn't know where to go with it. Um, the plan is that this is going to be run over four to five either days or nights. Um, there's no actual start-up date organised yet. I'm still in discussion with other relevant bodies but it is planned to run this towards the end of November. Um, the programme will also incorporate networking with local agencies, such as our local enterprise office, our local development companies, education and training boards, etc. 
I suppose look over the years, these courses have been run over the years, particularly here in, in the Moor Park office. We've had we used to have Eddie O'Neill here as our, our cheese and food specialist. And many, many farmers in the locality have benefited from those services um, in relation to producing products like yogurts or cheese or jams, etc. We've also had farmers going into rural tourism. And a lot of farmers, I suppose, maybe ask the question then, do they have to be trying to chug us? And the answer is no. Uh, the course is free. Okay, um, very, very, very good course. There's great, great advice given in this course. And if anybody has an idea out there and would like to try and pursue it a small bit more, I'd encourage them just to ring the Moor Park office, leave their name and details at the, um, at the office, and we'll be in touch with them then in relation to the course and when it starts up, etc. What's the actual title of the course and when does it start? And I suppose uh, get in touch with Chagas for more information. Yeah, so it's called a Farm Business Options course. Um, as I said, we'll start towards the end of November. We don't have actually any start-up date decided upon yet, but we'll be in towards the last week of, of November. And I suppose the number here in the Moorpark office is 25 So just ring and give your details, and we'll come back to you then when the course starts up. That's great altogether. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Michael Burke, Dry Stock Advisor, Chagas Moorpark near from Moyne, County Cork. Thank you, Michael, for speaking to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk Programme. Thank you, Michael. Thanks a million. Thank you, John. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk Programme, we have Mr. Liam Hennessy of FTC. Liam, would you please remind our listeners about your own role in FTC and details of a very important upcoming event? Hi, John. Yeah, my name is Liam Hennessy. I'm a, an, an advisor or a consultant with FTC Group. FTC Group is a professional service uh, firm based in rural Ireland. We have approximately 50 locations nationwide providing our rural customers, farmers and non-farmers with a variety of professional services, including accounting, tax planning, agri-advisory, payroll services. You name it, we try and do it in-house for our rural clients based all around the country. My own role encompasses giving business, being financial and agricultural advice to a portfolio of clients based in the wire Munster area and also trying to encourage collaboration amongst existing clients and hopefully future clients to allow for the intergenerational nature of business and generational renewal that has to occur for all of our businesses. FTC this year is reaching its 50th year of age and intergenerational renewal and career progression is very important within our own business to ensure that we can continue to provide services for our clients. Now, that sounds very interesting, but FTC have partnered up, as they say, with a number of organisations, including our own sponsor, our long-term sponsor, Dairy Gold Cooperative Society. But you might please remind our listeners about this very important upcoming event. It's uh, taking place in a few weeks' time, but please remind our listeners about this big, very important event which FTC Group have organised for the North uh, Cork area and your partners, including Dairy Gold Cooperative Society. Yes, so ourselves in FTC, along with Mocker Agricultural Skillsets, Dairy Gold Cooperative, the Land Mobility Service and Allied Irish Bank are running a Collaborative Pathways to Business Continuity Seminar on Wednesday the 29th of November in Corn Martin for Moy. It's kicking off at 9.30am and we, we hope to provide interested parties with scenarios around business succession and continuity so that they may understand the challenges they're in 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 all of us achieving our goals to allow for businesses to continue. Um, I understand, as well as most, our interest and our desire that businesses continue beyond the individual and that all that we've built towards can continue to progress and that we need people to work together in order to achieve, achieve those objectives. 
us along with our um, partners hope to provide people with um, an, Im- an information session that will allow allow them to maybe achieve those goals. Wednesday, 29th of November, a little bit down the line, so people should make a diary date. Perhaps we invite them to make a diary date and to emphasise, as you've said there earlier, Liam, it's really a morning, early afternoon event starting 9.30am, finishing 2. You might confirm the time, the start and finish, and the venue again. Yep, so we're kicking off at 9.30am in Cornmart for my on November on Wednesday, November 29th. Uh, we, we we hope everyone will be able to get the jobs in and done and be on, be on the road nice and early to come and see us. And of course, this seminar, it's uh, for agricultural people, really. It's examining business continuity. That's a word, succession, that applies to uh, really every family, but particularly to farm families. Look, we hope to identify the financial and non-financial objectives in succession and the challenges in and around that. I suppose myself, along with our partners, are very, very clear. We'd like people to understand what what they want to achieve before we start talking about the financial or the financial instruments or consideration required. And that's really, I suppose, the basis for this seminar on the day that we get people asking the right questions before we breaking it down to brass tacks. The Corin Mart Conference Centre. It's a great change from the days when Corin Mart was exclusively a livestock mart. I mean, it's a tremendous centre now. Yeah, hopefully we'll be well set up. We'll have a good a good forum with other business stakeholders as well. Hopefully we'll have a few stands, and we hope to have a nice panel discussion where people can come in and sit down and 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 you know play a passive role and 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 hear out a few stories and and maybe see a few working examples as to how that might work. There's plenty of parking there on the day, um, so co- come on way down. And uh, we hope that we'll be having a meet and greet from 9:30 a.m. with teas and coffees, and hopefully kicking off at 10 a.m. Then the vast majority of people don't enter into arrangements with a notion of reneging. We need to, I suppose, treat each other with a bit of compassion and understanding. Enough provisions, being illegal or financial, can be put in place to protect all individual parties. But we're hoping a major outcome of, of this seminar and session will provide people with the tools and maybe the courage to have these frank discussions or even point them in the direction of professionals who are willing to assist with that. I know myself, Dairy Gold, the Land Mobility Service, and it'll be facilitated by Succession Ireland and, and UCD who have people who have a lot of in, interest in, I suppose, the awkward conversations that arise through this matter. So we, we, we hope to provide people with, you know, FaceTime with these people who are willing to act with compassion and understanding for the difficult discussion and process that arises through succession. Quite a good few people say they change to a tremendous um, peace of mind once the very difficult subject has been broached, approached and uh, solved. Once it's in writing... Yeah, I think a major challenge in that respect is effective communication. In my mind, in my limited experience, is that when people are unaware of things happening up until a point in that a last will and testament is read out and there's news or a revelation entailed therein, that creates massive challenges. It would be my belief that, you know, a will is a final will and testament, but it, it should be comprised and conducted and discussions should be made at the outset. A primary objective for everybody with relation to their family is that they get on past the point in time that, that we, we you know, occupy this earth. So we're, hope, we're hoping that people might, 
you know, adjust how, how they think about things. And, and look, these discussions are very, very awkward and a bit of frank discussion. You know, people mightn't like it, but I know they'll respect it a whole lot more than an instrument being conducted beyond the grave. Seems, seems like a, a nice exit strategy, but not one that leads to a lot of happiness, maybe. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Liam Hennessy of FTC. FTC Group Accountants and Tax Consultants celebrating their 50th anniversary this year. Liam, would you please remind our listeners about this very big event we've been talking about, the venue, the time, and to emphasise, it begins uh, rather early in the morning. So please uh, confirm the title of the event we've been talking about, who's invited, should people register, or anything at all which would help people you know, decide uh, they want to go if they feel it's of interest to their own particular farming enterprise. Yeah, so FTC Group, along with Skillsnet, Dairy, Dairy Gold, the Land Mobility Service, AIB, are hosting our Collaborative Pathways to Business Continuity Seminar on Wednesday the 29th of November at 9.30am in Corin Mart. Um, any, anybody who's thinking about collaborating, sharing the load, passing on their business, wants to see their business extend beyond themselves and continue, please come down and hear us out and, and may, maybe you might learn something from the morning. This business continuity collaborative event would be of great importance. Liam, thank you very much indeed. Thanks a million. Thanks a million for your time, John. You're very welcome. Joining us on the Dairy Gold uh, Farm Talk programme, Mr Pat McCormack, President of the ICMSA, the Irish Creamery Milk Suppliers Association, Pat, a very important date upcoming. Would you please remind our listeners when your AGM is taking place, when and where, and who's invited? That's right, the ICMSA annual general meeting, and it's taking place next Friday, the 17th of November, starting at 11 o'clock in the, the Redison Hotel Limerick. Um, all members are obviously invited, and certainly if you haven't been getting invites, contact John Feely House. On 061-314-677. That's 061-314-677. And if you have been invited and you're interested in attending, also contact PD House because there is a huge interest in it. And as you say, we have a high-profile agenda. We have obviously an address from myself, the president, but we have an address from uh, Taoiseach Leavaradka. We also have Minister for Agriculture, Charlie McConnell Oak. uh, And we have Minister Eamon Ryan, uh, Minister for the environment, climate and communication and transport. So, you know, it's, it's quite a topical. Uh, we have, before lunch, we have Charlie McConnell, Minister for Agriculture and TD, on government dairy policy and where to now. And that's a very good question for a lot of farm families. Um, given cow bending and given the potential nitrate derogation uh, reductions that are, that are, that are there, um, from moving from 250 to 220, albeit I suppose in the last number of days, we are seeing a glimmer of hope uh, that the lobbying that we have been doing will, will pay off um, with MEP Markey uh, coming out there and saying that the Commissioner coming to Ireland with a view to giving us an extended period of time uh, to become a 220kg uh, derogation and that would certainly be welcomed by the derogation farmers. That's great and of course um, of particular interest to, to Irish farmers will be the presence of Minister Eamon Ryan at your AGM. He yeah. of course could be subject to uh, some quite um, pertinent and close questioning. He will be the guest on, uh, a guest of ours on the day uh, but nonetheless he needs to go home with a very clear message 
uh, of the damage that the Green Agenda is doing, and doing in particular for the family farm model. And as well, Pat, of course, uh, you want to comment on the surprise situation that yet again the Chinese market seems to be closed, God knows for how long, due to what they call an atypical BSE case. Could you just briefly outline to our listeners why a so-called atypical case of BSE might turn out to be less serious than BSE itself. Why is atypical less uh, frightening or less well, dangerous? The, the first thing is an atypical BSE case is found in an acre there that was an old cow uh, that had died of natural causes. And that's the critical thing. Obviously, the spinal cord is still being tested and, you know, we continue to do that um, here in this country. So there was never any danger to the food chain. Uh, you know, I suppose what it does show is it shows the level of transparency and the level of scrutiny that's in our food, food chain. Um, obviously, we're disappointed that the Chinese market is closed because at this point in time, we would encourage them though, to, you know, reflect on the reasons, you know, that we have the greatest degree of scrutiny that's out there um, right around Europe and indeed beyond when it comes to uh, detecting uh, something like uh, an atypical BSE case. Um, you know, we would hope that should have no significant impact on beef markets. Uh, you know, we believe that at this point in time, there's, there's room for us. these prices across all sectors, the dairy heifer, or not the dairy heifer, but the beef, the, the beef heifer, the, the, the steer, and indeed the cull cow to move up the market price. Um, you know, obviously there's a strong supply at this point in time, but that's going to weigh off in the next number of weeks. And we'd be confident that supply will be tight in the spring. So, you know, hopefully that the meat factories will reflect that uh, in a price that, can, to some degree, deliver economic sustainability to the beef finisher. And in your press release, your recent press release to the radio here, you emphasise that the Department of Agriculture must stress to our Chinese potential partners the, quote, special circumstances surrounding the BSE detection and hope we'll get full appreciation for our honesty. And indeed, like in the horsemeat scandal, it was very important that Ireland would be able to lead in exposing the horsemeat scandal and before we were accused of hiding it. But now with the BSE, you're hoping the Chinese will appreciate our honesty and um, reopen their markets uh, fairly quickly. Without a doubt, I, I think it needs to be uh, a fast-track uh, Minister of Agriculture and the Department of Officials. Um, you know, the key here is the level of transparency, the degree of scrutiny, uh, and obviously the, the honesty and the vigilance um, that we still continue to test cows uh, in in Ekerie yards, uh, that's that's a critical a critical component, and that's what it's found. So, you know, just to re-emphasise again, there was absolutely no threat to the Chinese, or indeed anyone else in the food supply chain, um, as as a result of the findings here. Um, that animal was was never gone into the food chain, and uh, you know, it's imperative because it is a market with huge potential, and we haven't had the greatest of period of opportunity uh, to see what potential is there for Irish beef but we do believe that, that there is huge potential there and it's very very necessary that that market opens as soon as possible because we need all outlets to remain competitive and you know it's not just the, the prime prime beef you want moved or it's not just the prime cuts you want. Uh, the Chinese market offers us a wider uh, spectrum of customer for, for the entire animal. Speaking to Mr. Pat McCormick, President of the ICBC, as we conclude the way we opened a very important event taking place in Limerick on the 17th of November and a traditionally large Cork contingent expected to turn up. Please remind us when your AGM is taking place, the date, venue and time and how people can ensure they can go along. Do they have to register, etc.? 
Yeah, next next Friday the 17th of November commencing at 11 o'clock or thereabouts in the Radisson Limerick speakers including on T-shirts here for Edka Minister for Agriculture Charlie mcconnell and Minister for the Environment Climate and Communications and Transport and and you know it's a critical opportunity for people if they have something to say uh, to come along and express their views because you know I will be chairing the meeting and, and I will be open to the floor uh, and we'd welcome constructive hard challenging questions for our guest speakers Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Pat McCormack, President of the ICBSA, for your very valuable time. We know you're a very busy man with a very tight schedule. Thank you, Pat, very much indeed. Thanks a million. Thank you, John. And that's the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme for now. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks to everyone who contributed to the programme, including Mairead Tuig, 96FM and C103 news reporter and news reader, for creating the regular Farm Talk podcasts on C103 homepage. Barry O'Mahony, 96FM and C103 news editor for his role in Farm Talk. The Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Saturday mornings, 7am to 8am and Wednesday evenings, 10pm to 11pm. A special word of appreciation for you, the listener, for tuning in. Farm Talk on C103 with Dairy Gold. Choose Gold Performance Pack. Includes biotin, yeast and protected minerals to reduce lameness, boost milk solids and fertility.